In a world where boredom runs rampant, one podcast and website to bring the tired masses back from the brink of insanity, cannedairpodcast.com. At cannedairpodcast.com, read up on old topics, listen to past episodes, watch movie trailers, read up on the gang, and new movies and video game store. Candarepodcast.com coming this summer, Thursday. You're listening to the Canned Air Podcast. Your refusal to listen will be one more reason for me to fire up my death ray and take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Canned Air, the podcast tribute to comic fandom. I am Jeremy Colley. Jack Doherty. Jeff Holcomb. <laughs> another robotic Jeff Holcomb this week. Uh, we've got a good show for you today. We're reviewing two books, uh, Smorgasbord Squad and Robo Chuck. Uh, we're going to be talking about, and this is a little bit old news, but not too old, maybe a couple weeks, the fabled... Uh, E.T. cartridges that were buried in the desert mm, yeah. have in fact been found and dug up, so we'll be talking about that. And uh, some news on Batman versus Superman, so let's not waste any time and get right to recaps. Recaps! Alright, Jack, uh, go ahead and tell us about this Batman-Superman news. Well, it's been all over the Twitterverse today, today being Tuesday. Is that why everyone was like following Zack Snyder and we were uh, like, probably more likely, up? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that yesterday, well, was it Monday, he released a picture on Twitter of the Batmobile and all you really saw was the back of it underneath right. the tarp. Yeah, it looked badass. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, the tarp's falling. Let me see. The back passenger side is exposed and. And uh, it just looks—it looks like almost like a souped-up like indie car, it's like a dragster almost. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. It looks badass. Has the big tires again and everything. I guess they're going with the the old long Batmobile, kind of like the Michael Keaton one, but a little bit more beefed Was up. Was it I long? Guess. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be another long car. Hmm. Yeah. But uh, today he ended up releasing a picture of the Batfleck showing his bat chin next to the Batmobile. Yes. It's awesome. It looks awesome. <laughs> I like, I'm very happy with it. Have you seen it, Jeff? I have. Yeah, I just showed I, it. I, yeah, I just seen oh, it yeah. right before we <laughs> started. I was like, yeah. Yeah. I uh, I like the bat symbol on his chest. Yeah. On uh, I was looking on Facebook that it was released, I think, at comicbookresource.com. I follow them, and they had a picture of it and all the comments. Most of the comments that I saw was Frank Miller. Yeah, that's what it looks like. The tail of it's a little bit longer, but it looks a lot like Frank Miller. He's got the little bitty bat ears too, mm-hmm. yeah, not the big long pointy ones. Which was, I don't <laughs> like. Uh, George Clooney bat ears. Yeah, they started getting bad after a little while. Yeah, they were too big. Yeah, yeah. I think I had a. It, regardless from the movies, like when they had the comics coming out, I had like an eighties one I just found, mm-hmm. and the bat ears. He's like halfway on the comic now. If you think of a comic book. He's on the ground, sitting down, halfway on the comic, and his ears go from his head, halfway, all the way to the top of the page. Like, super, super long. I've seen, yeah, I I know what you're talking about. I hate those, I hate those (laughs) ears like that. This one, 
I think is probably the best variation I've seen because they're, they're small, they're centered on his head. Like the Christian Bale bat ears were all right, but they kind of came up from the back, kind of like yeah. a, a little Jack Russell ears or something. Or That's like, like that like, 52 like, Batman terror. from the Justice League War. Mm-hmm. His were kind of like that too. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's not bad, but I, I like the new one a lot better. It's like the old blue and gray Batman, the Adam West Batman. <laughs> right. Like the little uh, flaps just sewn <laughs> to the side of his head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also in when, uh, the article that I, I saw the, the pictures in, it said that uh, Matt Damon won't be playing Aquaman in the Justice League. Anyone who ever thought that needs the shit smacked out of him. Like, that would ever happen. This guy's been making movies, like, well, he wouldn't need all the ocean movies and all the Bourne movies. He's Hollywood royalty now. Yeah. The motherfucker ain't playing on that one. God, that would have been funny, though. Maybe, it, kinda... I can see it being like a Jimmy Kimmel skit or something. Yeah, just have him slowly turn around, like, who is it? <laughs> Damn it. Matt. The game. They ended up having to do some kind of. Thing in that the the Justice League movie, uh, the Aquaman would say do something, and then Batman would be like, "How about them apples?" (laughs) 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 The dirty look that would come off. (laughs) How you like them apples? The rest of the Justice League's just like, "Oh my god, Goodwill Hunting!" (laughs) That was a good freaking movie. I could watch that movie over and over and over. All right, so cool. Yeah, people, check it out. Uh, It'll be on the website, right? Yep, yeah, I downloaded that picture already. Sweet. All right, uh, moving on. There's some news on Gambit, recapping on Gambit, right? Yep, it's confirmed that Channing Tatum, Magic Mike, is going to be Gambit. He'll be good. The picture I saw, it's kind of a tough-looking picture of him right next to a picture of Gambit. I'll probably put that on the website, too. Okay. It'll probably work. I think it'll work. I like him. He's funny. I mean, he's... he's, uh... He's going to have to grow his hair long. Get rid of that little short crop. I think he can pull going. it off, though. I yeah. think he can definitely pull it off. He's he, from Louisiana, so. Is he? Yeah, that's what I get. Apparently, he is. That's what he said back when Mike had mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> Way back then. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't see him doing it. it. It's just, it's killing me. The X-Men movies. Now we're going to see this. This. What? Yeah, what is he going to be Gambit in? I, there's nothing about it, just that it was confirmed that he's going to. I'm thinking probably Age Apocalypse, Age mm-hmm. of Apocalypse. Oh. That, apparently that movie's supposed to take place in the 80s. Like, First Class is like 60s. Or, yeah, First Class was 60s. Uh, the new one coming up in a couple of weeks, the Days of Futures Past, is the 70s. Age of Apocalypse is going to be in the 80s. Really? I wonder if they'll give him his own movie, because there were a lot of rumors for a long time about Gambit getting his own movie, so I wonder if they'll... Is there even enough that. to put a movie? A Gambit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is there? Oh, yeah. He's got a he's got a pretty thick backstory. He's had his own uh, comic series no, for some time. True. Yeah. He's actually the leader of the X-Force right now. Is he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a, he's a well-established character. They just... I don't know. You don't see a lot of him anymore in, like, a movie or, I think, cartoon variations. Yeah. Well, they, no, they had him in the cartoon. Well, in like the old they, one, in like the... Well, they have an evolution. Did they? Mm-hmm. Uh, he had like the coolest looking face, too. Is that... Wasn't it, were his eyes just red? Yeah. Yeah, I do I remember like, that. He was like that in the 80s looking. cartoon. I don't remember. He always had just black eyes with yeah. red pupils. Was, well, had there was something some about him too. in this cartoon that was awesome. That that That's the one I've been telling you to watch, Evolution, on... Uh, 
Netflix, X-Men Revolution. Is that what it is? Yep, Revolution. It's still better. You're saying than Wolverine the and the X-Men, which I started that one. And that's that's what it was. Oh, Excuse I me. I see that one yet. Wolverine and the X-Men. That pretty much follows the Days of Future Past storyline. Yeah, pretty the much. The whole series yeah. does, and it, it was such a fun watch. It takes a little bit to get the ball rolling. You have a few of those episodes that are... Um, we got to find out who the fillers. bad guys are. And, fillers, yeah. more or less. I mean, it's just an event happening within the episode. It doesn't like keep building up episode after episode until a little mm-hmm. bit later, but totally worth it. You should check it out, both of you. I just, Shannon Tatum, come on. I think it'll be good. <sighs> I don't know. I never liked him until I saw 21 Jump Street. Me and him had this conversation today. Yeah. That movie was funnier than hell. And I, I haven't seen it yet. yet. Yeah. And I cannot wait to uh, see the second one. But he, yeah, he was awesome. In that movie, and I, I don't know. I, I think he'll be good. I'm a big fan of Gambit as why. He's got like he's, he's supposed to be taller. The dude just has like a buff. superhero stature. <laughs> like he needs to play some kind of a hero of yeah. some sort. I think. I didn't like him as Duke in GI Joe though, which I can't believe he died. Oh yeah, I forgot he was one, in that spoiler. movie. <laughs> it's been out for too long. It was a bad movie. Anyway. You had your chance, people. people. It's a bad movie. <laughs> it was a bad movie. <laughs> it's free on Netflix. Go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, well enough on Gambit. Let's move along. Uh, Original Sin has been released, and we've you and I've read zero and one. You've read yep. zero. Mm-hmm. Good story so far. Yep. Yeah. And I'm kind of uh, okay. This is spoilers, so if you haven't read it yet and don't want to know, cover your ears. But been out for a week. Uh, Jack had the idea. I think it was last week that maybe we were going to see if we could guess who killed him. Yeah, just from the first issue. And I tell you, they give you very, there's, very little. Yeah, there's not a lot. Of- it's just you see at the very end a character off in the distance whose face is hidden by shade. There's it, two characters way, way in the back. But there's only one that you can like really make any detail out and. It looks like to me like old eighties Magneto. Mm-hmm. Like he's got uh, the the color like bodysuit with the long white hair. I don't know who else that could be, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I don't really think it's eighties Magneto. But <laughs> I just I he came from the <laughs> past. I don't know, yeah, <laughs> he's just that's the closest thing that uh, he looked to me. So I, I really still have no guess. No, no I added no to idea. my pool list because like I was telling you the the fold out and the, the center fold in it mm-hmm. it shows all the was it New Avengers Fantastic Four I think mm-hmm. and Secret Avengers or something like that that I added all that stuff to my pool list so I'm gonna have tons of books coming pretty soon <laughs> tons of them you better get to reading yep I'll be I'm gonna be inside and out of inside and out of Original Sin when that's finally done I uh I, well, I think you did too we have all read The Amazing Spider-Man number one did we ever talk about that one Mm, I can't remember if we did. I think we did a little bit in the beginning. Maybe we did. Maybe it was uh, 1.1 we hadn't talked about, yeah. Learning to Crawl. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, and it, it takes more spoilers. Or do you want to cover your ears, Jeff? Okay. You're going to this. Okay. <laughs> but it, the story picks up right after Uncle Ben was killed. It's before his funeral. <laughs> Let me get your tissue, Jeff. Uncle Ben died? <laughs> that happened. <laughs> But it, it the story starts between his death and funeral, yeah. and uh, you see all the backstory to uh, what was going on with Peter and uh, how he was having to make money. Like he was still doing the wrestling thing even after he. It was just like a Ben got killed. variety show where you just have a bunch of stuff flying at him mm-hmm. and stuff. And just... But you never really see that. Like it was no. uh, like as soon as Uncle Ben died, that was it. That was the straw that broke the camel's mm-hmm. back. He was a vigilante. Yeah, they still have him 
doing that for a while and then making money see... so he could help aunt may with all the bills mm-hmm. and stuff after because uncle ben died and uncle ben ended up they were paying having... for a whole bunch of people's crap because he was giving oh, yeah, all, that's all right. money away that's right never asking for anything back yeah because she mm-hmm. could barely afford, afford to uh pay for the funeral mm-hmm. that's why yep. he was doing it but uh you also get to see uh the introduction of clash his first <laughs> official <laughs> costumed villain i was so mad that i didn't get that one right the little nerdy kid thought he was gonna be a band, a band nerd. Mm. In Clash, he was like playing cymbals. <laughs> no, he was just a not the case, like a reclusive nerd. But yeah, the original drawings look just like uh, the old Steve Ditko drawings, mm-hmm. and uh, I couldn't be happier with it. I don't know. I, Peter has the great big like round glasses back. He's wearing his sweater vest, even his hair. Style, all like yeah, old style hairdos. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely cool. You, if you haven't read it, check it out. It's awesome. All right. Uh, recap on Nowhere Man, Jack. Yes, he started, Jerome Walford started a Kickstarter campaign on May 8th for the, the new series or new part of the series that we got to read and reviewed a couple weeks ago. But he's got it up on Kickstarter now going until uh, June 7th. Sweet, sweet, and that's what's that called again? That's uh, uh, jacked up, jacked Nowhere up. Nowhere man, jacked up. Yep, that was a good book. <laughs> that was a good book. He's got a bunch of cool stuff that you get digital, digital uh, downloads. Copy, yeah, copies of the book. Mm. What? Yeah. Any other like significant prizes or anything? On um, that? one of them I think is a like a complete set of the first three in a okay. hardbound ba- a hardbound book with a oh, glossy cover yeah that's uh, awesome I, I think yeah that was around 50 bucks or something like that i'm thinking about getting that one yeah that's worth it yeah just because i liked it and it I, was a good book yeah it was hard i'd like to have better. those books in print instead of just having them on my computer right <laughs> <laughs> i yeah. like the print books better i like the prints <laughs> All right. Well, so people, yeah, get on Kickstarter, search Nowhere Man, jacked up, throw some money at it. It's an awesome project. Promise you will not be disappointed. Let's go to our website because I've got a link to it. Oh, that even right better. There. Yeah, as soon yeah. as it went up, I made a link on my on the website for it. So there you go. Head to our website, click the link, head to Kickstarter. That's all you got to do, cash. people. That's all you got to do. I think that'll be it for recaps. Recap it. All right, let's move straight into the rumor mill. The rumors. Can't get away from the rumor mill. Yeah. Rumors. All right, Jack, you had something on Power Rangers? Power Rangers coming to movies again. Are they? Lionsgate Film has decided that they're going to do a rendition of the Power Rangers. <sighs> this is this is uh, shaky ground <laughs> we're yeah, standing on here. I... The first ones were fun when you were young, mm-hmm. and I mean, you can't go back and watch them now; they're yeah. horrendous. But, oh. but just the idea of the Power Rangers and the whole mech uh, robot to yeah. beat down your enemies with was very cool. So, if they modernize it and make it uh, <laughs> any more believable than that show was, then I'd the be first happy. movie was good. And I think I was around sixteen when I saw it, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. I never did see it. Ivan Who's yeah, I never saw you it. Never seen that one. No, it was so horrible. You had to watch it. It wasn't that bad. It was bad. It was uh, bad enough to keep. Like, it was better than the TV series because they used CG instead of the the big body. Jack body and Jeff costumes. debate Power Rangers. <laughs> Go. Those poor characters. They had to wear those giant heavy mech suits just to walk around. <laughs> like, what are the power? And you see how slow they move. They actually increased the footage so that it sped up. So they're like. 
<laughs> Swinging their arms up and stuff. <laughs> All the big bulky jump yeah. bouncing around on their body. <laughs> It was so funny back in the show, original show, because you'd see all these sophisticated-looking machines attaching together, uh, standing upright, lighting up, and then when it's all done and you see the actual person, it's just like cardboard boxes (laughs) painted on his arms. Do you ever notice that like during the whole story part when they're the kids, before they're the Power Rangers, the quality of the film... And then when they switch to the Power Rangers, it's like it's it's been done like back in the seventies because it's all Japanese film. I, I can see that. that. I like how like they had the drunk. Like I was watching one episode with my nephew, and they had like this drunk guy, and he was actually using a sake, you know, like those little uh, little sake pitcher deal. Yeah. yeah. But then when they go back into the English version for the monster, he was wearing he was holding two cups and mugs. It's <laughs> <laughs> like well, they're just not consistent enough now. Because back in the day, you would see it and they would fight. And like the Yellow Ranger, I'm just going to point this out, like, she had boobs and then when she came to the, <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. She didn't have boobs. And I found out oh. later on that the Japanese version, it was actually a guy supposed to be the Yellow Ranger. The Pink Ranger was like that too, wasn't she? Well, she didn't have anything anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> she wasn't <laughs> as nearly as stacked. <laughs> yeah, but... The Pink Ranger was the one that was uh, very attractive. Kimberly. I, I, I crushed on Kimberly yeah. something hard. I, I'm ashamed of myself when I think back to it. <laughs> Amy Jo Johnson, that was her name. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she did that one movie, and I was... <sighs> yeah. I wonder what she's doing now. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no word is put out yet on which franchise of the, the Power Rangers they're going to use, if they're going to use the Samurais or the... If they were going to be profitable, if they want to be profitable, they would go with the original. Yeah, Bulk and Skull and everything. Oh, oh no, 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 Come on. Uh, <laughs> they don't have to put that music in here. They'll make it dark and edgy. Bulk and Skull will be like heroin addicts. <laughs> <laughs> Say no to drugs, kids. <laughs> Just out of nowhere. I don't know. Um, Why couldn't they make a big bad Beetleborgs? movie. Oh, oh God, that show no. was so <laughs> That was like VR man. Troopers, too. Oh, oh VR Troopers was better than Beetleborgs, I will say that. Just because... Beetle- I like how they had to tell you what it was for VR in the song. Virtual Reality <laughs> Troopers! <laughs> yeah. I remember when I... Uh, I back in, a little on that one. I was like, man, I haven't heard that in so long, too. When uh, Perfect. the Rangers came out and ever that was the hype, I was like, what's this VR Troopers? They look just like Power Rangers. So I got one of the tapes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I was very disappointed by that. Nothing like what I thought it would be. The chick on that one was hot, too, though. She was. She no, was I very. I really remember yeah. that one. But the Beetleborgs, like, uh, there was two boys and, like, this little, like, Tom girl... Like wore a backwards how he's covered in dirt. <laughs> she, was <lame. laughs> she was lame as shit. But remember the concept is the Beetleborgs in in uh, how was it in that show? They the Beetleborgs the comic book characters out. Yeah, they were heroes, but then they accidentally ripped all the all the villains out. So they broke reality. So they basically they took like your favorite comic book and became your heroes of that comic. Right, Beetleborgs was what the characters in the show. It was a comic they were reading, and then they met the, the Elvis-looking Jay Leno <laughs> ghost in that haunted house, and he's the one that granted them a wish or something. Remember that haunted house that was like that had yeah. the Dracula, the, the werewolf, they had werewolf, yeah. Oh god, I, just I barely just remember that. Show. I just remember it was on, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm it wasn't good. That. I yeah. think it was around the time of the. Uh, Turtles uh, next mutation, mm. yeah. Which man, I, that was yeah, like I chose 
Beetleborgs versus that. <laughs> oh hell yeah! The same time slot. Just that show channel. was after school repellent, man. That made you go looking for another channel, even I if you were did like my homework because that was the first episode. <laughs> on was... Oh man, I could sit and bitch about that for days, but I'm not going to. I went back and watched it actually recently. Next mutation, just because, and I was just me and Mike were watching it actually, and I was cracking up because when they showed uh, Splinter. And he's running around in the alleyway. So we had Splinter running around in the alleyway, and you could tell the guy in the costume didn't want to work his mouth. Right. So you just see, you hear Splinter screaming out, turtles. Like, turtles, turtles. And, like, the bottom jaw is just going, turtles, turtles. (laughs) Bouncing around. Just bouncing around like nobody cared. And I was like, ugh. There are many scenes, I think, from that show where, like, he'll be talking and his move just doesn't move at all. Like... I think the only reason it was moving in that scene you're talking about is because he was probably running. Yeah, he was like a stubby little guy running. <laughs> yeah, that was a very bad. The shredder was awful in that show too, because oh. his helmet wasn't even metal. It was like uh, it was like it was made at fucking Joanne Fabrics or something. <laughs> and I don't know. It was not as bad as the rock band Turtles Shredder though, was it? The big <sighs> U in the front. <laughs> Comparable. <laughs> I think maybe they I just recycled the next mutation stuff for that <laughs> piece of shit show. Or no, that other one would have came first. Anyway, there was actually a Power Ranger Turtles merger, yep. like a crossover. I think we talked about that. Too. We did, but I looked. I, I looked at it after we had talked about it. I was like, "No way! This is fucking awful." <laughs> but I had to see it from my own eyes because I did not believe you. They were fighting too. It was so watching the fight scenes made me laugh even more. Just because it wasn't really fighting, you didn't see any clashing. They were just backflipping each other. <laughs> I love like when the like I think Leonardo's talking to one of them and how he his mouth isn't moving with his words, so he, they have to over exaggerate the head nods with what he's saying <laughs> to draw the attention away from his fucking mouth not moving. It, it was just funny. So it was like bouncing his head around every time he talks, like he's headbanging. It was funny. You have to be a big creature, a good creature actor, to be able to pull that off. Call up our dear friend Doug Jones. Yes, yeah, that's what I say. <laughs> Do you ever think like when Power Rangers versus Monsters and everything, they're just talking shit to each other underneath the mic? Because you don't have to see their mouth moves. I think we just be talking shit to each other. You know, <laughs> you ate my last freaking bagel last night. I'm pretty pissed off at you. Like, you're still going on about that bagel. And to the kids, it's like, oh, I'm going to destroy you. <laughs> just say anything. We're going to edit this later on. Yeah, like, have any conversation you want. We'll put our own subtitles over it. <laughs> you catch that movie last night. You will die tomorrow. <laughs> All righty, moving on. Uh, next rumor, speaking of reboots, Jeffrey, you had something on the Flintstones. Yes, a Flintstone reboot is rumored out. Holy got- shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love the first one. I don't know why they're going to redo it. <laughs> uh, it's one of those things that, I don't know, if it necessarily needs done. You know, I mean... I liked Rick Moranis as Barney. Yeah, and I think John Goodman makes a good Fred Flintstone, but that doesn't mean that Rosie O'Donnell makes a good Betty. No, that was the (laughs) dumbest mistake in the world. Betty was was looking fine in the Flintstones, but in these movies, she she weren't. (laughs) (laughs) She weren't. Rick, yeah, but uh, the other casting was very good, I thought. Everyone was good. I don't remember who Wilma was, but... She wasn't really that big. Um, I can see her face, and I can't remember the name. Oh, you asked me too quick. I know she was in other movies you have seen, but I can't think of what they are. I'd have to sit and really think about it. But she was good. Um, yeah, but Fred and Barney were perfect. Mm-hmm. Absolutely perfect. Who was? Did they both play the same parts in the second Flintstones movie? 
Yeah. Mm, John Goodman and Rick Moranis. Yeah. Was it them? Still? They got different yeah. uh, girls. No, no, they didn't. It was freaking. Uh, wasn't Alec Baldwin with somebody? Or was that was he a character? Stephen Baldwin Stephen was Baldwin. Barney. Barney. That's what it was. Yeah. And. <laughs> Oh, the woman, the girl that was on Third Rock from the Sun, the real oh, tall. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was she, on the second one. Was that she, Wilma? I think so. I don't remember. Gosh, it's been so long. I don't think I'll go back to watch it to figure out. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. What was that, like Viva Rock Vegas or something yeah, that was called? Yeah. That's a shame. Well, well it's, it's got Will Ferrell for this new one. I mean, that hey, might be okay. You need someone... Of uh, wider stature to play Fred Flintstone. Uh, not that they've said he's going to play Fred Flintstone, but I should get fluffy. I would, I would expect <laughs> somebody with the star power of Will Ferrell to have a main role. You know, hmm. I think the fact that you said John C. Riley's going to be in it too. Yeah, that'll keep it funny because those two together are funny. Yeah. Like Anchorman too. <laughs> Dumb. Even though it had uh, Paul Rudd. That's and what the I other heard. Guys. It was a yeah. It was shit so fast. bad. Maybe it'd be like Step Brothers with the Flintstones. That's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I didn't even think about the fact that they've been in a bunch of movies together. When you first brought that up, of course they're going to be Fred and Barney. Shake and break. So who's going to be who? <laughs> ah, I hope they do it well. Do you? Did you guys ever see the? Uh, Was what, what? What year did that show even come out? Like fifties, forties, fifties, sixties? Flintstones. Yeah, something oh, like yeah, that. It was still black and white TV, but they yeah. used to advertise uh, Winston cigarettes. Did you, ever, really? did you ever see that commercial? Uh-uh. Here, we're going to pause real quick and play it. They sure work hard, don't they, Barney? Yeah. I hate to see them work so hard. Yeah, me too. Um, let's go around back where we can't see them. Gee, we ought to do something, Fred. Okay. How's about taking a nap? I got a better idea. Let's take a Winston break. That's it. Winston is the one filter cigarette that delivers flavor 20 times a pack. Winston's got that filter blend. Yeah, Fred. Filter blend makes the big taste difference, and only Winston has it up front where it counts. Here, ahead of the pure white filter, Winston packs rich tobacco specially selected and specially processed for good flavor in filter smoking. Yeah, Barney, Winston tastes good, like a cigarette chug. The Flintstone has been brought to you by Winston, America's best-selling, best-tasting filter cigarette. Winston tastes good like a cigarette chug. Well, there it is. You heard it from Fred Flintstone himself. Winston <laughs> tastes good like a cigarette should. It tastes nasty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Coming from a smoker. Oh, man. Oh, I love that. They're watching the women work. <laughs> I can't stand to watch them work. Let's go out back where we can't see them. <laughs> Problem solved. I'll take a nap. No <laughs> Smoke a Winston. Oh, man. I'll, I'll, I'll be curious when that reboot comes out i'll have to see it why can't commercials have the actors in the shows do the commercials like that anymore what's that now the and during the show the actors just bust out in commercial oh yeah like, that'd be awesome if they do that now <laughs> wasn't they do that in uh ricky bobby if you don't chew big red and fuck you <laughs> no, well they he, he was doing commercial filming commercials in there though that just cracks me up though yeah it was like product placement perfectly right there yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, we're going to take a moment now from the Candare show to advertise <laughs> Woolite laundry detergent. Perfect for the woman in your house. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not that way. I only say that because some of the old Ed, Ed Sullivan show, Brooke, uh, for Valentine's Day a few years ago, got me the Ed Sullivan DVD of the, uh, it's the whole episode uh, that the Beatles mm. debuted on. Yeah commercials and everything and he's always like oh here's a commercial for the women and it goes to laundry detergent or ironing or something shit has changed (laughs) a little bit a little bit indeed all right well that's it for the rumor mill the rumors can't get away from the rumor mill yeah All right, so I uh, didn't have a chance because of Mother's Day and a busy schedule between the two of us. Me and Dave didn't have an opportunity to get together and record any more questions. So, well, we could do a best and more best ofs if you want. We throw one in there. Yeah. Want to? They're going to oldie but goodie. (laughs) An oldie but goodie. Yeah. Here's an oldie but goodie Dave coming at you. I just lost my thong to crack. It's Ask Dave. Who do you think would win in a fight, the Hulk or Thor? Well, Jeremy, I'm not a big... I don't know that much. Thor has the hammer, right? Mm-hmm. He's the, uh, he's the uh, Asgardian god, right? So he's a god? Mm-hmm. Well, hell, you gotta take Thor, then. Think so? Well, yeah. If he's a god, how are you gonna beat him? How are you gonna beat the Hulk? Well, if you're a god, fuck, you're invincible. You're mortal, aren't you? See, the Hulk, the angrier he gets, the bigger he gets, the meaner he gets, and he can't be, uh... Yeah, but see, Jeremy, he cannot be the God, even though how big he is. I hate to say it, man, but Big Green Machine's not going to win that battle. <laughs> Thor it is. We have a winner. Yep. <laughs> this has been Asked Dave. If you have a question for Dave, go to campairpodcast.com and send him a question. All right, another Ask Dave. No green machine winning this time, Jeremy. <laughs> there, it doesn't matter who the god is up against, the god will win. Yep. <laughs> All right, now it's time for... Real World Heroes! All right, for this week's hero, we are actually um, naming a... It's an organization, right? Uh, yeah, non not not for profit organization. Non profit organization called the Hero Initiative. And um, let me read a little bit what they have here on their webpage about what they're about. The Hero Initiative is the first ever federally chartered not for profit corporation dedicated strictly to helping comic book creators in need. Hero creates a financial safety net for yesterday's creators who may need emergency medical aid, financial support for essentials of life and an avenue back into paying work. It's a chance for all of us to give back something to the people who have given us so much enjoyment. And at the few of the stores we went to, uh, one of them being the Laughing Ogre on Comic Store Day, we met with a few gentlemen, uh, one of them being named, let me see the card here, Craig, Craig Wetterman, um, told us about this program. And uh, pretty much there aren't, like, uh, pub- what are they, publishing laws or rules in effect there weren't these laws in effect then that are now, like requirements that uh, artists get paid a certain mm, amount yeah, yeah. of money and stuff like that. But uh, 
you know, the guys back in the day who created and drew, colored, uh, wrote all the stories we've grown to love, you know, have hardly seen a dime for all the work they've Mm -hmm. done. And they've inspired and created so much. I mean, we probably wouldn't be sitting here doing this show if it weren't for these people, you know. (laughs) And um, now in their uh, older, later years, they're, uh, you know, having trouble paying medical bills, um, just living day to day or finding work like uh, we just read there. So. You can get on this website and donate some money and help help these people out, uh, you know, get their bills paid. But you also can get stuff back, right? Yep. They've got a couple different uh, projects that they did. Um, what they are is the Heroes Initiative got 100 different of the top artists to do commissions of... Like covers and stuff? Yeah, covers. Like they have the Uncanny X-Men, The Walking Dead, Fantastic Four, and the Justice League. Right. And then its own book, pretty much. Of, like hardback book, right? Yeah, there's Very hardback nice and paper book. book. Yeah, paperback books. But, uh, yeah, you can, I believe you can buy those on the website. Yeah, and it's an awesome way to help it out, help out the organization, because you also get something freaking sweet back. I mean, yeah. Brooke got one, and um, we had over, what, 101, 100 and some covers in there, just from uh, all the different Stan Lee books. I think that one was one she got. Oh, was this one? Yeah, I got a uh, an Avengers one I have yet to open. Oh, just I love that one. Was it, is it good? Yeah. I haven't opened it yet. Oh, my gosh. Was it? I just I just kind of looked through it once, and I had to go through it again just because I was like, well, I like that artist. <laughs> I like that artist, too. <laughs> <laughs> looking, at the, looking at their store, there's an Ultimate Spider-Man 100 Project softcover oh, book. Really? Oh, yep, man. 10 bucks. 10 bucks sold. See, you Don't can't go wrong. These are thick books, people, and nice books. And it's yep. so you get something awesome for contributing very little. So get on there, check it out. We're going to have it on our website. It's a hereinitiative.org. And um, yeah, help out, help out the comic book artists that uh, yeah, are responsible for all back. the stuff you love today, you know? Give some back to the, the people that started it all. Exactly. We wouldn't have pretty pictures for Jack if we. Colors. <laughs> colors. Pretty colors. <laughs> so we will put the Hero Initiative on our uh, Wall of Justice yep. on the website. All right. Let's get right into our stories now. Uh, Jack, you have something on John Goodman, is that right? Yep. He is going to be the voice of the Transformer known as Hound in the new, uh, the new Transformers Age of Extinction, I think the title is. We're going to have Hound in there? Yeah, he's going to be here. John Goodman's what? playing his voice, yeah. I hope he's an army jeep, at least a Humvee or something, because that'll be stupid if he's not, but he was one of my He'd favorites from the original. He'd have a good voice yeah. to do something like that, for sure. And also, Peter Cullen, of course, the Optimus Prime. Mm. They, they can't do a Transformers without him. Yeah, you need Even that the voice. Even the new, what is it, the, the guy that does on the, the new series and stuff. It sounds kind of the same, but it's not the same. Yeah, there's no mistaking that voice. And then also playing uh, Galvatron. So Megatron's not in there. Well, they killed him Megatron, didn't they? Uh, uh yeah. Coming, I think yeah. he's coming back. But no, no, he came back when they dropped him in the water, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But they no, they did kill him in the third one. That's right. Well, we'll bring him back, probably. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why Galvatron, does. they just put him <clears> back together and make him a big thing. Um, Frank Welker, that did the original Megatron voice, will be Galvatron in the new movie. Really? Yep. It's not going to be Agent Smith from the... The Matrix movies that played Megatron. When does uh, do they have a release date on this, or is it just still in talks? Uh, I want to say it's coming out in June. Comes I, out this summer, I think. Yeah. Is there a trailer? Yeah, there's been a couple teaser trailers. 
Maybe I've seen it and just don't... I don't know. All the Transformer movies all kind of blend together for me. I don't know. I don't know about this one, because, like, seeing the movie posters, Optimus Prime doesn't even look like he was a semi before. He's all crazy armored looking. Oh, bl- yes, we did. I did see this. It has Marky Mark in it. Mark yeah. Wahlberg. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Feel the good vibrations. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll see it. I like him. I think he's a Grimlock. good actor. Grimlock will be in it. I guess all the Dinobots. Slag and... I can't remember the other ones. I can't remember either. Yeah, I'm I just remember Grimlock and Slag. I was a Transformer fan, but that's not one of the things that carried so well into my adulthood like the Turtles did. Mm-hmm. Or, um, I don't know, Spider-Man or any of that kind of stuff. But uh, I still like him, still have respect for him, still love him. I kind of lost interest when the, 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 the Transformers movie came out. Mm-hmm. And they killed off almost all the original ones because yeah. the new generation came out, and that kind of started losing it for me. The first one was okay. Um, there was a few po- like when <laughs> Optimus Prime is standing in his parents, like his backyard of his parents' house, and he's somehow keeping that a secret from everyone in the whole neighborhood. That was fucking ridiculous. Well, not the Transformers, the the Michael Bay movie, the original animated movie. Oh, back in the 80s. oh, I was like, oh, oh, oh. I was like I my head. I remember Optimus Prime's parents. <laughs> No, 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 no. You got the touch. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> I don't. I haven't seen that in a long time. I don't remember I got a thing home. about it. Yeah. Hot Rod up in the Matrix. It, does it yeah. hold up? Uh, does it Alex, hold up? I think Alex yeah. still cries at that. That was the best part. Yeah. Oh, man. Ultra Magnus trying to open it and he swears. Is that on? Oh, uh, damn it! On uh, Netflix, Transformers movie. I don't think so. I don't think so anymore. It's probably on YouTube somewhere. I'll look yeah. for it. I'll find it. I, I think, I, I, think I have a DVD. I think, or that or maybe it's VHS I got. I, I got the VHS somewhere in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's something you have, Jack, that's kind of a mystery. There's a big question mark here. Yeah, I just found it on the way, well, just before I came here today. You you haven't read all of Superior Spider-Man yet, have you? Like the entire series? Yeah. No, I've read uh, issue one, and then I read like the last couple annuals, and then the... Um, Goblin, Goblin Nation. Nation. When did Goblin Goblin Nation start? What issue was that? Was that twenties, late twenties? Ooh, ooh, no, it was uh, much later than that. I think. I mean, that series ran for like two years, didn't it? Well, it finished with thirty-one. I know that. Okay, then it. Yeah, it would have had to been uh, what 28, 29, 30, 31. Okay, something like that. Twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty, and then the finale was thirty-one. That's yeah. what it was. Well, in issue number nineteen, Doc Ock vanished. There's a tempor- temporal displacement happened, and he disappeared for, I guess it was like a month or something, and he came back. And in September and August, they're going <clears> to <throat> let you find out what happened there with issue 32 and 33. Of Superior? Yep. Two more coming out? Yep. Really? Yep, August and September. And he's going to be in uh, 2099. That's where he, he ended up somehow getting zapped over to 2099, so he's going to be there. And you'll find out what happened while he was gone. So is he going to, like, whose body is he going to come back as, I wonder? It's, well, it's it takes place back in issue 19. Well, around issue 19. Oh, he, I see. I see. They're just going to... A story you, within the story. Yep, yeah, find out what happened then. See, now I'm going to have to go back. Yeah, I know. <laughs> There's still a lot of those old superiors I want to get. And, you know, I, I was on the bandwagon with bashing superior when I first heard of it. Cause like, 
Doc Ock in Spider-Man's body. That's stupid. Yeah, it's like the whole clone thing over again. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I wanted to just check it out, just test the water regardless. I'm so glad I did. It was, I loved it. It was a good series. I read number one when we got it at Free Comic Book Day. Yeah. I was almost pretty much hooked too because he's, man, he's a fucking badass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't pull any punches. And I know somewhere mm-hmm. in that series, uh, he ends up like finishing the kingpin, like, actually killing a lot what? of like the uh, main villains and that's why everyone's really backing off because this Spider-Man kills and beats the living shit out of people you know he doesn't have a moral side didn't Kane do that too? Uh, I don't know I forgot about Kane, man. I haven't heard about, about Kane him. in years. Dude, I totally got to read up on him because he's got some crazy See the black, abilities. like the, all the black head-to-toe suit with like the brown long hair that came down? Yeah. And like had that like purple like cape oh, kind of thing. I know he had the abilities about. to control spiders. He yeah. actually had that ability. <laughs> so when he was called Spider-Man, like he didn't like to be called Spider-Man. I forgot what he called himself. He was the Spider-Man. Yeah, wow. he was called something else, and he was getting pissed inside the new uh, Warriors. Well, I haven't mm-hmm. thought of Kane in years, man. The Pied Spider. Yes, <laughs> he died in one issue. Was brought back to life to do the bidding of somebody, and then I guess Spider-Man saved him, and he became like this anti-hero kind of thing. And he's being chased by some girl named Hungerbird. That's why I want to learn the whole story about him because it was just crazy on what he could do, mm, right? And he was like just beating the crap out of people. No, it's actually uh, I wanted to tell this story last week on the show, but I forgot in the height of the excitement. Um, on free comic book day, the three of us went to, what's that place called? Comic town. Comic town. And we were just perusing the comic racks and we saw where the new amazing Spider-Man was the last couple, uh, superior Spider-Mans, but right next to it, there were like four slots just packed full of issue number one. We thought, what the heck is going on with this? It's gotta be a reprint, but I want to read it. I hadn't read it yet. So we all three grabbed one. And later on, a clerk comes by and says, I see you found our gem for the day. I guess apparently when uh, Superior Spider-Man number one had come out, these guys at the comic book store misplaced a whole box of them, had no idea where they had put them and had remained hidden through the whole run of the series. And they found them right as the series was ending. So on free comic book day, you got it for cover price. Yep. So yeah, we got a first printing Superior Spider-Man. That was a, that was that was a fun find. Wonder what variant was yeah. in that box? What's that? Wonder what variant was in that box? I don't know. I didn't even think about that. But I think the only ones we saw were just all the same covers. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see any variants yeah. of it. You can probably look it up online. Okay, well I'm gonna have to definitely look for that. That's exciting. <laughs> August and September. Yep. All right. Okay, one more story we're going to talk about before we get to our reviews. And again, this isn't necessarily comic related, but any any kind of a geek, if you consider yourself geek slash nerd fan of comics or video games, any of that kind of stuff, is going to love this story. And like oh, I said, yeah, I know what it is now. It's a it's about it's a couple weeks old because I think it was on April twenty sixth that it happened. No one's known if it was urban legend or if it was the truth about Atari. Burying in the deserts, New Mexico desert, truckfuls of the old ET game because it was so awful and they couldn't sell it and they had nothing to do but <laughs> but bury it in the desert. Uh, nightmares. And you know, anytime I've ever heard of it, it's always been just uh, speculation. No one, always, everyone mm-hmm. thought it was urban legend, but turns out it was very true and they dug them up on april 26 but yeah a bunch of uh, atari 2600 uh games i mean other than the et like they were finding raiders of the lost ark and some other games down there (laughs) they actually found the lost ark (laughs) 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 
But then they also uh, like a bunch of joysticks, controllers, consoles. Oh man! And looking into it, um, well, hang on. This this dump was in uh, Alamo Gordo, New Mexico, landfill. And I guess back uh, about thirty, what was it, thirty one, thirty two years ago? This happened in nineteen eighty two, nineteen eighty three. Um, I guess like fourteen trucks of unsold Atari uh, merchandise had gone to this dump, and they. Atari just kept dumping, 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 and the townspeople were getting sick of it. And, you know, they petitioned against it, so that ceased the dumping. But I guess, yeah, like 14 truckloads of stuff went down into that uh, dump, including newspapers even documenting the event. They were pulling <laughs> newspapers out of this thing that were uh, that had information on it. You know, Atari was trying to do this without anybody knowing, apparently. They'll never know. But, you know, so many uh, like kids had been breaking in there trying to get free games and stuff so they uh they concrete pour concrete over it to keep kids from in. getting in there <laughs> but yeah they uh i guess it was last year in march they got uh like city hall or someone granted them the permission to go dig that landfill up because you know it's just been fenced off nothing there just flat ground and yeah just a couple weeks ago they dug it up and immediately started striking this just tons of it I'm gonna splice in the audio from them digging up the cartridges right here. We found something. Uh, and I guess I can be, I'll take this moment to show everyone, give you guys take a picture. We found an intact E.T. the video game. I don't know if you can see, uh, the, the actual cartridge is in there. Uh, it's still in there, you know what? And the instructions, the instructions are in there too. So uh, for those of you who doubted, uh, there's a whole hell of a lot more games down there. We just saw them, they're coming out. E.T. is definitely here. Uh, you didn't come out here for nothing. And this movie wasn't a total waste of time. Awesome. I wonder if any of this stuff still works. A lot of the cards, I doubt it, but... I don't know. Some of them looked pretty the cartridges darn clean. Might. If they're, I mean, if it's 14 trucks worth, something in the middle would probably yeah. still be. And encased worth. in concrete, you know? No. Yeah. So um, there were a lot of them were like in their boxes, like the box with the cartridge still inside. Mm -hmm. So there might be one or two in there that I'm sure might get at something. But there were a lot of onlookers, like it was a public event. And I guess like one of the, I don't remember his name, but one of the creators of the game was there. And he was like, oh, it's so great to be a part of something like this. And I was like, it's so great to be the guy who invented the game so bad they put it in the fucking ground? Well, it's not his fault, though. I mean, Atari, they were just trying to cash in on E.T. Yeah. And they gave this guy, like, less than a month, I think, to design it, have it ready to ship. So how quick would you have to come up with a game? Yeah, especially, though. With your limited tech technology on Atari 2600 so you have 15 blocks to make an ET <laughs> make right. a valid story out of it but but it's awesome to I can see his point it's awesome to have that attached to it instead of just yeah this guy made the worst game ever you know also be part of the quote well, yeah, unquote, he's urban of, legend yeah. but it's he's probably sitting on the side like I'll have signings <laughs> $20 each <laughs> everyone just kind of made this game I made back. this game I just wonder what they're going to do with it all if they're just you know gonna leave most of it down there if they're exhuming all of it if they're gonna like put it in a museum if they're gonna you're gonna be able to buy pieces on ebay it should be in a museum yeah they should make like a wall <laughs> of it yeah, i would that'd be cool i immediately got on ebay and started looking to see if anyone was putting stuff up 
because I, I doubt they were letting you take anything from the site. But um, the only thing I saw was somebody had like in a, one of their copies of the ET game and put mm-hmm. it in like the, one of those box frames that said like April twenty sixth, whatever dig site with you know. Yeah. I thought yeah. That's all I'm gonna do that was cash concrete. in on it. I'll be like April twenty sixth. <laughs> Go outside and pour a little bit of cement, and throw a thing in there. <laughs> yeah, I found. I've got one of those ET cartridges at my dad's house. Next time I'm over there, I'm gonna bring it home. I got oh, a whole. No. I've got a whole Atari twenty six hundred with a ton of games over there. So I oh. could never could have an Atari. No, I wasn't allowed. No. Really? Yep. I'm gonna bring it home and ho- try to hook it up. I don't know if it'll hook up to my, these TVs now. I guess as long as there's an, like a they have got that jack auxiliary, the cable yeah. where the cable screws into the back. Yeah, the auxiliary. Yeah. yeah, maybe I'll try that. We'll I've see. got the old was like a hundred Atari games in one. I got that thing. Those things are awesome. Yeah, those things are so awesome, and they're doing that now with like original Sega and like Mario yeah. games. I've got a too. Sega Genesis one. Yeah, Do you? I got it for Christmas a couple of years ago. Yep. On the ThinkGeek.com, they have that. One like uh, looks like a Game Gear kind of like hand console that you can put your Super Nintendo cartridges yep. in the mm-hmm. top and yeah. play. Super Game Boy or Super Playboy or something like that. Something like yeah. that. It will be mine. That's on <laughs> ThinkGeek.com. You can go there from our website. <laughs> yeah, they just came out. They're coming out with the RetroCon Five, and what that is is it's basically you could play Super. It's a one system. It's wireless and it hooks up through. Uh, I want to say component now. And okay. You can do Super Nintendo. Sega Genesis, Nintendo, Game Boy, Super Game Boy, and uh, wow. 64. All wow. cartridges. That would be the console to have, because I've yeah. got so many of those games that I can't hardly play. You say original Nintendo in there? Yep. Ooh-wee. So it would be like a media card slot for cartridges? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, it'll save it into the uh, RetroCon. That's going to be just like a, an emulator at the end, pretty much. Yeah. It just sucks all the data in, and right. they can throw the card away. I just like that it's component based and that I could just have a wireless controller. Yeah. So it's just. Right. <laughs> I love uh, the website NES Box and SNESBox.com. You can go there and just play, play a bunch of stuff. Any game yep. ever mm-hmm. made on either of the consoles. Yeah. You just. And you can save your game. All you have to do is make a free account. Like you can save any game, walk away, come back days later and keep playing. You can, you can play never do online? that. Um. You know, I don't know. I think you might be able to, maybe with certain games. I'll have to look into that because that'd be awesome. Turtles in Time versus. Oh, hey, yeah. hey. Uh, you have to play it four players. Yeah. That'd be awesome. That'd be sweet. But there's also, on top of just the games, you know, every single regular Nintendo and Super Nintendo title, but there's also bootleg versions of games, like people's own variations of the Mario Brothers yep. and uh, stuff like that. You could just lose yourself on that website <laughs> for a long time. The only downfall is you have to play with your keyboard, but mm. you can customize which keys do what. I, if if any of our listeners know if there's a controller that'll work with that, please uh, send us a message via Twitter or on the website or something or letting us know what. There's a uh, you know yeah what is it? Uh, it's a pro. Well, yeah, that'll Mac. work for Mac. That's yeah. that's the thing. It's got to yeah, work Jack for Mac. It. Yeah, it's got to yeah, be gotta... a USB connection for Mac. Well, you could probably configure um, which buttons go with your keyboard. That way you can say up if it's like W on your of your keyboard, you can just tell it up on the remote as W. Yeah, you know. Right, but I, I, I where do I get this fabled remote? Um, I'm trying to remember, I seen one at Micro Center, I think is what it's called. Really? Yeah, they have like a remote just for Mac. It's different. It's 
special, but it's hard to hold. I don't like the way it plays. <laughs> I will look into that because yeah. if I had that, oh boy, I, I'd play a hell of a lot more of a, that website. It's so much nice on computer games playing with a remote. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, I can get used to sitting here and doing it on the keyboard, but yeah, who wants to? The first person shooters, oh, so much better. Mm-hmm. Keyboard. <laughs> I, I can only do it with a keyboard now. Really? I'm so good at the keyboard. I can snipe easily. That's the only, that's the best part of sniping, yeah. As for uh, if, if I feel like oh, I'm too lazy to like move my hands around a lot, I'll go with the uh, remote. <laughs> there you go. I'm like, ah, oh. it is. It's a lot easier because like for the, the, the Windows base, we use the Xbox controller. For If you get the Mac one, it feels like you're holding a 64 controller. Really? Yeah. I don't so, know about all... Well, yeah. Well, they had the joysticks correctly instead of, like, the 64. I don't know. I never mind the 64 controller at the time. Going back to it now after having, like, Xbox and PlayStation double joystick controllers, it's it's We're a bit spoiled. like, how the hell did I ever <laughs> use this thing? Had but, three handles on it. Right, exactly. It was like the giant, like a fat battering you could throw at somebody. <laughs> I think they were just trying to be very extreme yeah. with it because it was the first, you know, three... We're eccentric. Yeah, they were they were looking for a whole new look. <laughs> you know, they what if they would have put out another gray console mm. with the same style, you know, little controller, little square control pad yeah. that it was killed ne- your fingers after you're playing for so long. It was a necessary move, man. The Nintendo sixty four. I remember when that came out. Like people at school would be like, "I'm having a Nintendo sixty four party. Come over and check out the new hottest technology." I'm like. Smash Brothers, man. Oh, my God. Don't you get me started, man. I love it. I would play that shit forever. Stupid Wii U is going to have it. The DS is going to have it, the new ones. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I might have to splurge just to get it. Smash Brothers is a title that always delivers game after game after game. Awesome. The story, you know, with it's multiplayer versus a computer. Oh it's really? Made it more funner because like it's just you and your buddies just trying to get through a story mode together. And I, it's just, oh man, man. I, the GameCube one. I think I unlocked everything there was to unlock, and the '64 one. I played that one the most. I would get. I my old roommate at the time. He was a guru on that game and he and I would sit there and just fight each other we'd give our characters like 99 lives each (laughs) and just play these matches that last for like an hour and a half just beating the shit out of each other on top of Hyrule Temple uh, the Zelda level that was really cool well I mean if you like that game you gotta watch this video of these two guys duking it out and it was like that's what I saw yeah the one I sent you it was the craziest battle you should put that on the website we can put it on there yeah we gotta find that video you gotta see it it is not like just watching these guys go at it. Was it's it like, Solid Snake and I think it was Solid Snake and uh, Mega Knight or something like that? Maybe I think I don't know. In, in Smash Brothers, you're saying yeah, yeah. yeah the newest one. Oh, I haven't played gosh. the newest, the Wii U one. Uh, no, not the. Is it out yet? I thought the Wii U is not out yet. The, uh, not the game. Oh, oh, uh, that I don't know. I I've only played the Wii one a couple times, but uh, Man, yeah, it was it, the two before that that I was seasoned on <laughs> yeah no I mean Alex had to get the Wii U just for that game we ended up playing that like for four or five days straight just because of how fun it was I ended up getting uh, the Turtles tournament fighter game for the Wii I, I wanted something that. different it's the controls are identical to Smash Brothers up is jump uh, all the same melee buttons um, it's just not nearly as in-depth story-wise, especially like single-player modes. You fly through them really quick, and there are complaints. Like you have to really be specific with your, with your controls or you get 
really messed up. It's not a game you can just sit back and leisurely play. You gotta really concentrate or you get your ass whooped. But it was a fun <laughs> game. It was based around the uh, the TMNT CGI movie that came out. Oh, okay. So um, it was all right. It was good. Hmm. Still no Smash Brothers, but anyway, uh, somehow we got there from ET. But yeah. <laughs> <about> good games. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that's all for that, or that's all for the stories we have this week, and let's jump right into our reviews. All right, the first review we're going to do this week is a comic from Not So Super Comics called Smorgasbord Squad. And let me read to you a little bit about what this uh, book's about. Hassenpfeffer, USA is a beautiful city, but its charm fades when feuding enemies, food costume vigilante group, the Smorgasbord Squad, and the evil Hunger Pack take their battle to the streets. <laughs> but yeah, the Smorgasbord Squad is a group of uh, people who dress, they are people dressed like food, As food yeah. right? Yep. To stop the evil Hunger Squad. And it says in there what it stands for. In one of the, like the second page, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, it was uh, the, the Hunger Squad, the hairy, unfriendly, nefariously ghastly evil regime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, it looks like they, oh, they steal food. They steal the food out of people's houses at night, and the Hunger Squad has to stop them. But they've also been responsible, it looks like, for like mutating some food. I, see, I saw like a page of like a burritos, tacos, and stuff walking around just like. Mindless. They're part of the super the, the smorgasbord squad. Oh, they are. Kinda, yeah, in the back of the book, there's an origin story of how yeah. uh, how it starts out all out, and there was some kind of government uh, government project going on on food. Yeah, they wanted to make mascots. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what, what it was. was. Yep. Oh, okay, that's right. <laughs> and there was like tons of them that they just threw away, and that they have no idea where they went. But it looks like they ended up saving these ones, and they run around with the. The smorgasbord squad. The bacon with the mustache. <laughs> I mean, it's got to turn around, man. Bacon mustache. <laughs> I love how the um, the apple of the group is the the tech, yeah. the techie one. I didn't even catch that. You, you, you showed me that oh, one. Apple. Te- oh my gosh. <laughs> apple Tina is the yep. apple, and then uh, the hot tamale. He's a red pepper. Oh my god. Or a jalapeno running around. He's the. Uh, He's the muscle, the weapons guy. Right. Because all of a sudden he just transforms in this huge, like, the oh, machine yeah. guns and <laughs> flamethrowers out of nowhere. Like the end yeah. of the pepper flies up and the gun barrel comes out. <laughs> I like and the then, description on the spinach. The spinach, he's he's just the, the tough muscle guy. What does he say on there? He's just like, I'm on it, boss. No, no, like, it, it gives a little brief description on what he does, like spin. Does it? See, yeah, you see on the red box right above him? That's just spinach. No, no, right. And you guys know what to do. Oh, spin, spin, you're near me at all times. If anyone tries to break our perimeter, I'll need you to stop him. No, you're just calling him spin, spin. That doesn't have anything to do with it. Yeah, it's like a nickname, though. Like, you always get, like, a nickname for every character. Okay, yeah. Instead of spinach, they call him. So you get spin. I was like, (laughs) I just feel like you got spinach. (laughs) And then the question mark is the, the burrito, the taco, and the, looks like a, what is that, a? I don't know. It's like a churro? Yeah, churro. That's what it is. (laughs) This is totally a book or a cartoon that could be like on Nickelodeon. Heck yeah, it could. Yeah. Abs- this is something you would totally see on that channel, I think. So, um, I think the Aquabats would support. Yeah, what is it? And you had mentioned something about the uh, narrator uh, talking with the characters. Was it? Or was that Jack? Yeah, the narr- narrator was talking and then like the, I think it was the, was it the Hunger Gang? Yes. 
they interrupted him and then they were asking a question. He's like, Well, you told me not to talk. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. I had a good time reading this one. And yeah, uh, who were the who were the people that wrote that? Um let's see. Hunger Squad, uh, Jacques Niamb. I hope I hope I pronounced his name right. If not, we got recaps next week. Yep. Illustrated <laughs> by Justin Wood and lettered by Mark Johnson. And uh, part two of it is illustrated and lettered by Jackson. Hey. Mark Jackson. What did I say? Johnson. Johnson. Not my handwriting. <laughs> Mark Jackson. And then the part two, the origin in the in the back part of the the book is uh, illustrated and lettered by Kayla Miller. Yes. Yep. And she's got her own website here too. I mean, you can go to uh, notsosupercomics.com and check out the Smorgasbord Squad. But uh, Kayla Miller, who did the origin book in the back of the uh, Smorgasbord Squad, also has her own website, www.kayla-miller.com, and you can check out some of her own work. I'm sorry, Jeff. I think I cut you off. Were you saying something? No, you're. I was going to say Kayla Miller. I say the name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did you guys have anything else on that? Oh, just on the not so super comics. They, he's got a newsletter you can sign up for, and every once in a while, every so often, it says he'll send out free stuff. Oh, really? And you can also post or send him uh, comic art stuff that you you like. If it gets popular enough, then you could probably make some money. Really? Yep. That's and cool. Post it and send it all across the uh, the Twitterverse and Facebookverse. <laughs> Well, yeah, you can't argue with that. Free yeah. stuff, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, head on over to notsosupercomics.com. We'll have a link on the website. Yep. Very comical, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, check it out for sure. You will not be disappointed. The child in you will love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next review. We're going to be looking at what well, we already have looked at, RoboChuck, which is written and illustrated by Chris Callahan. Which, issue number two. This oh, issue too? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Oh wow. Talking about a book you just pick up out of nowhere. <laughs> that was right. pretty good. I was pretty informed. Yeah, exactly. It was it was a very good book. I, the story is something that I have never really seen before, but it's so obvious. You're like, I can't believe no one's done this before. This is a great idea. For, uh, essentially, what the story is in Robo Chuck, though, is um, there's kind of like a cartoon land or like world with uh, different cities with different cartoon characters. One of them being, was it Flat Town? Flat Town, yeah. And that's where all like the uh, two dimensional characters. Old style cartoons. Yeah, like old black and white cartoons and newer two dimensional cartoons live. And they're even referred to as flats. Yeah. <laughs> in, the, uh, in the book. But uh, these characters are being put out of work. Because of all the new 3G or uh, CG uh, cartoon characters that are out mm-hmm. now, uh, banking in all the money at the box office, taking all the <laughs> jobs. So all the two-dimensional characters are find themselves out of work. One aspect of the story that I absolutely love, um, the, the town that all the three-dimensional computer-generated cartoon characters live in, <laughs> the name of the town is spelled P-I-C- Z-A-R Pick-Zar <laughs> <laughs> And the chairman The main uh, leader of Pixar Is none other than Don Massherder Who happens to look a lot like John uh, Lasseter Is that how you pronounce that? From Pixar, the actual founder He's got the glasses on, the Hawaiian shirt He's a spitting image <laughs> I, I read that and about fell over But um, it looks like there's you know Confrontation between the two towns and uh, Robochuck being a 
three-dimensional character who was adopted by uh, what was his name? Inkspot, the yeah. two-dimensional one, character. Yeah, one of the flats. One of the flats. So you know, where there's confrontation between the two types of cartoons, Robo Chuck is caught in the middle because he likes the flat, but he's obviously part of the three G world, the CG <laughs> world. <laughs> so what do you guys think? It was bad, actually. Yeah, I was it getting was, into it. Like, I had to keep pushing. Just for the beginning, I was like, okay, it's a lot of info to take in because I didn't know it was a second book. Right. I mean, now that I know, I'm like, okay, that makes sense on why there was a lot of gaps to fill in. And then towards the end, I was just kind of getting more interested into the story as it just progressed. Yeah, reading. when you look through it, you're kind of like, wow, this is this is different. I, I You haven't seen anything like it before, but then you start reading it, it all makes sense. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. This is one of, this is a story right here. I said, I said about the last book, The Smorgasbord Squad, that that would make a good like Nickelodeon TV show. This, ironically, would make yeah. a great Pixar movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, I, I really Bali th- in there. I mean, Wally or Bali? Wally? What? Oh, the little, uh, <laughs> the little, the little robot with a t- ten-ton heart or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. This was a fun read. Again, um, I think definitely aimed toward the child in all of us. Oh yeah, yeah. You're going to love it though. It's a great concept. It needs to be on the movie screen, I think. Mm. Well, actually, he started it out as a uh, an animated short film, but uh, really, he, he ran into somebody at a comic con that kind of changed it, changed it for him, and told him that he should make it a comic. So, he yeah, went ahead and did huh. that. I, w- I want to. I wish I could. I want to see that short film too. Yeah. I think he should still make it. That'd be cool. Send it to us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or review it too. Yeah. <laughs> is, is it on the website? No. <coughs> oh, just uh, issue number one and number two is available for print on the website. Um, issue number one's on Comixology, and I think it's on Amazon. It is. To Kindle, too. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the second uh, issue is also on uh, Amazon as well. So, yeah, people, check it out. You're definitely going to enjoy it. Uh, you're going to enjoy both the books we talked about today. Uh, he's going to be at uh, the, Los- the Amazing Con in Las Vegas, uh, Long Beach Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, and Kamikaze this year. Holy cow. So you'll be able to see him pick up some books and stuff from them. Wow, he really gets around, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah. Got to promote. Got to yep. promote. <laughs> Maybe you can catch up with uh, Chris Callahan at one of these conventions. Get your Robo Chuck signed. All right. I think that's probably going to do it for this week, right? That should be it. Um, I want to invite all the uh, independent comic artists or even even outside of the comic realm, movie, whatever project you're working on. You want us to talk about it on the show, help promote you a little bit. Let us know. Send us an email with a uh, you know PDF or something to look at uh, related to the project, and uh, we'll push you online. We could even do phone interviews. We're going to start getting into doing that a little bit more. Do some Skyping. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, if you're, any of you are interested, please don't hesitate to get on our website, www.candairpodcast.com, and shoot us an email, um, you know, to tell them you're interested. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at CandairPod. Shoot us a message that way. What else we got going on, Jack? Well, the website with a Candair store, a can game store. You can buy any game, console games, even a... Uh... Like the, the Farmville stuff, I think you can get stuff. If really? Yeah, what? if you're on like Facebook, you can get upgrades and stuff like that. You, you can know. really buy anything Amazon on there, can't you? Yeah, yeah, there's actually, I mean, it, it the page on the website really just shows video games on the game store and then uh, movies on the, the movie store, but there's a little Amazon link that you can click on to that'll take you to main Amazon you and you can still shop and do everything Amazon you want to on there. 
and support our show in the meantime. And that's it. Yeah, just sh- shopping through Amazon through our website. You're supporting us. So and then we got all kind of movie trailers up there. We're gonna have uh, oh, yeah. photos. You'll be able to see the the Batfleck. All right, That'll yes. Be on there. You don't want to miss that. Check out the Wall of Justice. Even throw out that little teaser of oh, the Flash is gonna be on. Well, it was already it aired last night. If we talk in the future right now, at oh, the end of Arrow. Oh, right, uh, the, the quick sneak peek of the Flash yeah. at the end of Arrow, yeah. It was like a Flash scene. Uh, there might be more on that episode, but I don't want to watch the season finale of Arrow just so I can <laughs> see the Flash. i got to see that whole season. I haven't even watched it yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just wait for the show. But All right, I think that'll do it for this week. I am Jeremy Colley. Jack Doherty. Jeff Harkam. And we <laughs> will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. 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 The door's over there. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. You got the touch. You got the power. They sure work hard, don't they, Bonnie? Yeah. I hate to see them work so hard. Yeah, me too. Um, let's go around back where we can't see them. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On PressBox Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on PressBox Access. 